0: This is Taylor Petrie, editor of Dialogue.
1: Welcome to Dialogue Out Loud, bringing you audio content from the pages of our quarterly journal with articles, essays, poetry, fiction, and more.
0: The journal encourages a variety of viewpoints of LDS faith and experience. The views expressed
1: here are those of the individual authors and are not necessarily those of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or of the Dialogue Foundation. Enjoy. Deneh Doctor, A Latter-day Saint Story of Healing by Farina King They say that they are like firemen. They know what they signed up for. They must fulfill their call for duty. This is what my mother told me when I asked why my dad had to continue working in the clinic during the first waves of the coronavirus outbreaks in 2020. We come from the Kiyaani, towering house clan of the Navajo Nation. We call ourselves the My father is born for the Sinageni, Black Streak Wood People Clan. He is in his 70s and has been practicing medicine since the late 1970s. He is a family and community medicine physician who retired from the Indian Health Service, but has continued to practice medicine in Monument Valley, Navajo Nation, for several years. I used to joke that he would work until he died, but I now sense that fear every day. Service, care, and healing have been his purpose. His forebearers were Hatathle, the healers before him. My father is one of my heroes, but I never imagined that he would be a hero on the front lines against COVID-19. He told me and my family in a Zoom video meeting from his trailer in Monument Valley on Easter of 2020, I do not do what I do because I'm a hero. I do it because I care. He works with some Diné elders who are over 90 years old, and some of his patients only speak Navajo, his first language, that now only a few medical practitioners in the world know fluently, like him. Since time immemorial, Dene have passed on teachings of Sa Nagai Bik Hajo, simply translated as walk in beauty or live to old age in beauty. Healing is an essential part of this never-ending journey and cycle through generations and time as we constantly seek to restore balance and harmony, in all things within and around us. My father's stories as a Dene Latter-day Saint convert have illuminated varied meanings of faith and healing. Our Dene ancestors have faced many Naye, monsters, and not only survived but thrived as a people through generations. In oral tradition, the hero twins defeated Ye-Itso, who was covered in metal and then applied the monster's broken armor for common purposes such as cutting knives. The twin heroes did not kill all the monsters, which have plagued humanity, such as poverty and sickness. The Neh heroes have come and gone, continuing the fight against the monsters of their eras. Growing up, my father heard the stories of warriors, such as Monster Slayer and Child Born for Water, and of their mother, Atsa Nathlehe. He learned that the twin heroes could not defeat the monsters alone, and they continued to develop their strengths. Little did he know then, as a child, that he would one day fight the nayeh of disease through medicine. When my father was young, his kin called him Ashki Ashkiyazhe, or little boy. He was the youngest son in his family. His grandmother, Bama Sane, told him and his siblings stories at night in their hogan, especially during the winters. He remembers how she recalled the long walk when our Dene ancestors marched eastward under the removal force of the U.S. military. Bama Sane showed him the census number that she tattooed on her wrist so that she could always know it for rations that the government provided as part of the negotiated terms since Navajos returned to their ancestral homelands. They remained, however, restricted by the U.S. government and by the marked boundaries of a reservation. Ashki Yaje learned Dene Bizaad, the Navajo language, from his mother, and before he was sent to an Indian boarding school by the time that he was five years old. As Ashki Yazhe cried with the other boarding school children who longed for home, one of the doormaids started to sing about Jesus. That was the first time that my father remembers hearing the name. He had no idea who that was, but the song comforted him and he later claims that he was feeling the Spirit of Christ with him at that moment. As an oral historian, I have interviewed my father on several occasions. In particular, I have asked him about his boarding school experiences and his conversion to the Latter-day Saint faith. I once interviewed him in his native tongue, D The interview was brief because of my limited ability in the Navajo language, but I am grateful that I was determined because one of his responses continues to resonate with me. My father told me that the Navajo language is sacred Di Zad Di Yin Nahalin. He has reminded me to always value our ancestral language, stories, and people. Dene Bazad and Dene stories connect us to beings beyond this mortal world. It connects us to our past and ancestors. As media stories and cries of my people and community have shown the rampage of Dakos Natsa Igi 19, the coronavirus monster in Navajo Nation, I reflect on my father's ongoing story of healing as a Deneh doctor. I have been asking my father questions more frequently, trying to understand, document, and share the struggles that the Navajo Nation and Dene Health Services are facing with COVID-19 outbreaks. My father once told me that he decided to become a doctor during his mission for The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. After a series of conversations in the spring of 2020, I had a moment to pose the question to him When and why did you decide to become a doctor? His response inspired this narrative because he answered with a story Ashki Yaj's father was a Hatathli, like his grandfather. His father raised him with ceremonies while preparing Ashki Yezhe to become a healer according to Dene ancestral practices and knowledge. During a break from his studies at Brigham Young University, Ashki Yezhe visited home to announce to his family that he had joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He was excited to share his joy and testimony of the Latter-day Saint faith, especially with his father. But Ashki Yaje's conversion infuriated his father, who then banned him from their home and family. Although he grieved the prospects of never seeing his father and family again, Ashki Yaje chose soon after to become a missionary for the church on his mission application he intentionally omitted any information about his dené background and claimed residency in idaho but he was still assigned to the southwest indian mission that included the navajo reservation in 1969 during his mission ashki yaje and his mission companion elder anderson were visiting and teaching dené families in the white horse community they tried to serve the people that they visited. For one family in particular, Ashki Yaje and Elder Anderson helped tend to the children and changed their diapers without being asked. One day when they came to visit the Hogan, the pregnant mother of the home, Mary Smith, started to go into labor. She begged the missionaries to drive her to the nearest hospital in their pickup truck. The father stayed with the small children while the missionaries rushed with Mary to the hospital. Elder Anderson drove the truck while Ashki Yaje sat in the back of the truck with Mary who was lying down on a set of blankets and sheepskins that they arranged for her. On the bumpy dirt roads, Mary's cries and moans intensified. The baby's black head of hair began to appear and Ashki Yaje was the only one there to catch awe the baby, in the truck bed. Mary told Ashki Yaje how to tie the umbilical cord. When they finally arrived at the Crown Point Hospital, Ashki Yaje and Elder Anderson assisted her with Awe and the umbilical cord still connected. Mary Smith would then always tell people that my father, Ashki delivered her baby. My father recounted this story with a knot in his throat and teary eyes and how he thought that after these experiences on his mission, maybe I will be a doctor. This is when he started to envision himself as a Dene doctor. In early May 2020, I had to tell my father that his sister, Shade, was dying from the coronavirus. I woke up that morning thinking about my aunt and crying. I just knew that she was struggling. Then my cousin called to tell me that my aunt was getting worse. In tears, my father's voice quivered when he tried to console me. It's okay to cry. We will see her again. Many of my father's loved ones, like his own father, were never baptized in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before they passed on. When possible, Ashki Yaje goes to the temple for his family with faith in eternal life and happiness. Before church officials closed the temples due to the COVID-19 pandemic, my father and mother would go to the temple every week My father firmly views the temple as a sanctuary and a holy place while he also recognizes the sacred mountains and homelands that Bama Sané, his father and ancestors, taught him to know. Healing underlies Sanagai E Hajong as a cycling journey and process of restoring balance and well-being. Ashki did not become the healer that his father expected him to be, but he has continued the path of healing and walking in beauty that his father would have honored. In remembrance and honor of Nehema, Florence, and other victims of Kos. Natsa Iggy 19 They called her Nanaba. She returns from war
0: Farina King, a citizen of the Navajo Nation, is assistant professor of history and an affiliate of Cherokee and Indigenous Studies at Northeastern State University. She is the author of The Earth Memory Compass, Dine Landscapes, and Education in the 20th Century. She is currently writing about Latter-day Saint Native American experiences between the late 20th century and early 21st century. This audio story was read by the author, with original music and editing by Daniel Foster-Smith. Dialogue Out Loud is produced by the Dialogue Foundation, with support from Mary Thieves and Salton Studios, executive producers Sam Garfield and Daniel Foster-Smith. To find more great audio content like this, go to DialogueJournal.com. And while you're there, consider donating. Thank you. Hi, this is Eric of Face and Hat, a member of the Dialogue Podcast Network, and I was trying to think of a reason why you might want to listen to Face and Hat and and frankly um, call it false humility, call it a stupor of thought, but I was having a rough time, so I decided to ask a friend of the show, David O. McKay, if he would be so kind. Have
1: you ever sat down and talked with men? In a serious sort of way of their views of life and pondered then on all that they had to say if not you should in some quiet hour it's a glorious thing to do
0: wow thanks man that's that's really cool Anyway, you should definitely listen to Face and Hat. I mean, David O. McKay thinks it's good.